As of this recording on May 19th, global cases of COVID-19 exceeds 4.8 million. Over 1.5 million of those cases are in the United States. Organizations across the country are adapting to a new normal and looking in the rearview mirror all at the same time. Many are asking the question of how they will manage and secure data in the future while also managing their cash flow. I'm your host, Penny Conway, and on today's episode of Connection to Experience, we have special guest Jim Stevens from HPE to help you develop a data center strategy for now and beyond. to the podcast. Good morning, Penny. Excited to have you here. So why don't we have you introduce yourself, Jim, what you do at HPE, what your background is, and really what brings you to the podcast today? Sure. So really quickly, at Hewlett Packard, I'm responsible for our compute, all of our servers and our software-defined solutions nationally with a lot of our partners, Connection being obviously one of our most important partner. And I've been in IT my whole career. I actually started with Hewlett Packard 20 years ago, and I've been all over uh, working as an SE, working in sales, business development. Prior to, I actually, I left HP after seven years, went into the startup world, went to a company called Virtual Computer, got acquired by Citrix. It's now a part of their Zen desktop. Then I went to a company called Dynamic Ops, which we sold to VMware, which is now the vRealize suite. And I came back uh, when I was at VMware, I was responsible for all the end user computing, the VDI solutions there. And I, I came back to HP five years ago to work on all this converge, all this new modern day data center. So been basically living in the data center for the last 20 years <laughs> been hiding out in the data center. <laughs> yeah, we always uh, I'll say for our audience that, you know, Jim and I can see each other. You guys can't see us. Obviously, you're listening. Jim does not look like the guy who lives inside the data center. <laughs> <laughs> not sure what that means, <laughs> I've said on the podcast a number of times I watch Silicon Valley on HBO. Oh, yeah. are, are you a fan? And there's oh, yeah. a, no, a very it. specific guy who lives in the data center. Right. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I do get outside a little bit. I like to play sports and love to go skiing. I've got four kids. And so, you know. So you're busy. Not just a data center guy. There's a man behind the data center guy. (laughs) Indeed. We're really excited to have you on here today, Jim. And you kind of touched on it in your introduction. You know, we had on a previous episode of What the Tech Just Happened, Rob McIntosh and I talked about all of the different solutions that an organization will need to adopt in order to accommodate their remote workforce for the now and forever what it might be in the future. I know Twitter just the other day announced that a workforce will be home full time after this is over if they so choose. So one of the solutions that you had mentioned was VDI. And yep. Rob and I touched on it briefly, but why don't we sort of open up with, you know, your expert uh, definition of VDI and really w- what it is and how it can help uh, one of our customers really navigate this whole work from home situation? Sure. So, you know, now obviously there's so many people who are working from home and what VDI is, it allows for an IT to deploy all of their applications and everything to you wherever you're based on whatever device you're using, but securing it. And so if you think about, 
you're right now in the last couple of months, there have been obviously companies have gone from X number of people working from home to 10X or 20X or universities, schools, you know, organizations, you know, obviously of all kind, right? And uh, the difficulty for a lot of IT managers is how do you get all of your organization information, even like email, just something as simple as email, you know, getting that out to those end users and then making sure that it's very secure, you know? And so you've seen the last couple of months uh, a run on laptops. Right. Yeah, I mean, I, I remember 10 years ago when the iPad came out, people were saying, oh, the, the laptops, people stop using laptops. They'll never have them anymore. And I'm coming to you from a laptop. I mean, yep. we still love our laptops. You know, and yeah, recently, laptop sales have almost sold out because you know people have, organizations have got now all these people working from home. They've shipped them out all these laptops. And, they've, and the reason why you want to do that is you want to make sure, of course, that they're highly secure. If you just let end users just plug into their email using their own devices, right. there's no guarantee that they're going to be secure. And right now, you know, there's such an uptick on ransomware and hacking, especially going after people who are working from home. So anyway, so once you deploy all these laptops, or even if it's, you know, people you're deploying your images to people's private laptops, you want to make sure that they're really secure. And VDI, whether you're using Citrix or VMware, you know, these are the two most predominant, you know, tools that helps you from a back end, from an IT, I can send out an image, I can send out an application to the end users, and they don't really know it. You know, when you're when you're doing your work on your laptop or your tablet or your device, if you're working on email, you you send a whole lot of big files, you know, none of them are being saved locally. They're all being saved somewhere though. They're all being saved back in the data center. Right. And so is trying to make that process very easy. And, and the big thing is to make sure that your end users are very productive, that they never go down, that, they, that the systems don't ever crash, and that they're highly secure. I mean, no, no one ever calls their IT guy and goes, hey, my internet's still working. That's awesome. Thanks a lot for keeping the internet on. <laughs> you, know, it, you call them when it crashes or when there's a problem right. or if the applications right. are going slowly. And right now, there's a whole lot of issues with all these users. Like, okay, now you got all these users. Now they're all trying to access the same backend servers, the same backend systems. And if those systems can't manage this now exponentially greater number of users, a whole lot of problems occur. And for some industries, it's actually against some regulatory controls. If you think of uh, like K through 12, I've got four kids and they're all working from home now. And, and whenever they all try to plug in to take tests, if all these users are hitting the servers at the same time, sometimes they get knocked out or, or testing is slow. And, and that, that's actually against Pearson test nav regulations, these sorts of things. So huh. all students should be able to have the exact same ability to take those tests at the same time. And again, if they're all hitting the same servers and these servers aren't able to really support those end users, there's a whole lot of potential performance issues. So VDI is that ability on the back end to Make sure all your end users are highly productive, have access to all their applications on very secure systems, no matter what the device, but being able to manage it really easily. Because on the back end, it's really difficult as you maybe want to update an application or update something in your environment. You know, we all take it for granted that, oh, there's an update. It just kind of occurred. But now if you want to do that and deploy that out to 10,000 users, now if you look at major corporations, right. that can take a long, a really long time. And time's a killer of everything, right? And so for IT, they, they never have any time. You got to do everything immediately. So you got to make sure that not only you've got the right tools in place, whatever the software is, but you've really got the right back and hardware 
that can support all those users, be highly secure, and allow the deployment of your VDI environment very easily, which is what you know we're trying to do for all of our users. Make life really easy for them, make it cost-effective, uh, make the systems work really well so that their end users can be highly productive. So just to kind of ask a clarifying question to make sure that, you know, I can wrap my brain around it. Yep. So the way that my, you know, my device is set up to tap into my network, I have a I VPN, I go into the virtual private network yep. and then I, I can access all of the applications that I would be able to get if I was sitting in the office. Right. Is that the same as VDI yeah. or yeah, same, yeah. same thing. Okay. Yep. That connection you guys use Citrix. And so yes. you go in your VPN and then all those applications that are sitting there, they're being deployed to your end device through a Citrix, basically a, a vehicle. And your IT admins, they're updating those applications on the server. And so at Hewlett Packard, you know, we've got very specific server solutions that are purpose built for whether you have Citrix or you have Horizon or VMware, or if you're using Microsoft Remote Desktop Services, that allows for the ability to uh, make those updates very rapidly and deploy them out, especially you know, very seamlessly and, and very rapidly. And in particular, you know, very securely. Like that's one of the, the major things. We've got a very unique backend system for securing data, which right now is like the of the utmost importance oh, God, yeah. for, for any IT. We've been having that the conversation all around, you know, security everyone's been talking about right. for, you know, forever because there's always some new security threat coming around. And my first thought when everyone went remote and had all of these, you know, like you said, laptops flying off the shelf, accessories flying off the shelf, everyone's using a device in a new environment. The hackers out there, it must have been like a holiday right, for them. Like for knowing sure that all of these employees are now going to be doing business from their home, connecting yep. to their personal Wi-Fi and things like that. So what, you know, on the back end of that, how can HPE and their servers actually prevent some sort of security issue happening on the device level? Yeah, no, that's a great question. So it's really not a matter of if you're going to get hacked. It's really a matter yep. of when, and and you have to be really prepared. And that's for, I mean, towns, for organizations, small, medium-sized businesses, not just these large organizations. Hewlett Packard is very unique. And this is one thing I love about representing Hewlett Packard is that it's still very much a technology company. I mean, we're all a bunch of geeks who really love to invent <laughs> things. And, you know, and I started, it's all about invent, you know, and, that, and that's what I love about it. And, you know, our CEO, Antonio Neri, came from HPE, you know, so we're all technologists. And that's the unique thing about HPE. If you think about it, it started back in a garage. And, Security is one of the most important components. And, and HP, we're the only server company that makes our own silicon. And that's really, really important. It's a huge differentiator because, you know, a lot of people think of servers that they're all just commodities and they're all the same. And, you know, it's like a car. Yeah, you can get from A to B in any right. device, but they're engineered quite differently. And no one would question that. And servers are the same way. And our silicon is very unique in that we basically put a, what they call an ASIC, we put a a measurement in the silicon itself. And since we build and we create our own silicon, we can control this, whereas all other hardware vendors, they'll outsource their silicon. So what this means is that uh, as an end user, as anything's happening against that server, it's constantly measuring against any threats and what they call runtime while it's running. And that is very unique because all other servers only check against threats when you turn them on. It's like your laptop. When you turn your laptop on, it goes through this whole process and it's, and it's basically checking against everything that was downloaded or 
saved. And that's when the whatever your security, it kind of checks against, all right, are, are any of these threats? And if it's not, then it boots up and it starts. HP, we're the only server in the world that checks that all the time. So anytime there's a potential threat, it's constantly measuring against that to say, all right, if you want to just make a change to a, a PowerPoint, if you want to download something, if you're going to a website or if there's a potential threat coming in through your email, it wants to get down to the server, which is where it all goes. It all starts right. at the end point. But the <laughs> they end, don't, they're not interested yeah, in what's on your actual we, laptop. Yeah, they're like interested think, in what's in the back, sure. the back room. Right. We all like to think they're coming to check my pictures, but really no one right. cares they about don't care. my, No, no, <laughs> definitely not. And they probably don't even care about my bank account. They care about a million <laughs> bank accounts, right? right? Right. And so if you look at all of the major breaches, you know, none of these have been on HPE servers. And the great thing is, HP, again, we're constantly checking against in real time, all the time, in runtime. No other server can do that. And what we have is the ability to check it. It's called the silicon root of trust. It'll detect it, remediate it. It'll get rid of it. In the event that something were to get through, it'll be able to block it and roll back to a previous pristine state. So it's highly secure. Where our servers are so secure that we're the only server that's been designated what they call a cyber catalyst designation, which is a designation created by Marsh, uh, one of the largest insurance companies. They insure, they cover a lot of other major insurance companies. And what that is, is right now the fastest growing insurance within corporations is against ransomware. Because again, it's not a matter of if you're going to get hacked, it's a matter of when. And if you're running on HPE servers, you can actually get additional insurance against ransomware through the Cyber Catalyst program. And we're the only server company that has that designation, which just, if nothing else, it's another validation to how secure our servers are, that you can actually get additional insurance if you're running your data on an HPE server. I think that that's super relevant for right now because, you know, we have this massive shift in how we work, how we do business, what schools are doing, yep. and there's such a vulnerability that's out there. And I know, and we're going to touch on it, cash flow is a huge thing. And we don't always, you know, equate, you know, cash repercussions or financial repercussions with security repercussions, but data breaches can cost upwards in the millions Absolutely. of dollars. That's what this whole ransomware is all about. <laughs> right. The more data you have, the more access they get, the more information, the more damaging the information can be millions of dollars in putting an insurance protection plan in place, which, you know, hopefully from the sounds of it, you don't ever really have to use that because right. of the way the system is set up. But Correct. having that exclusivity and knowing that you have that extra layer of protection there, if something were to happen, actually when something were right. to happen, right. can go a long way. Looking at, you know, the security is such a big thing. A couple of hot button items that we've seen come down the pike with this whole work from home situation and just the pandemic in general is being able to have insights onto the information passing through the data center from the devices, different things like that, as well as cash flow. So on the intelligence and analytics side, you know, what can a user see from HPE when they're looking at their entire environment and managing a VDI environment and, you know, people still in the office. What's that look like on the intelligence side? So one of the great technologies that HP acquired, we bought a company a couple of years ago called Nimble, which was at the time really kind of focused mostly on, on storage. But one of their great components is having a software, a tool called InfoSight, which is an intelligence that runs now on all of the HPE servers. And it's uh, enabled, actually, if, if our customers are even today using any HP servers, they can enable InfoSight at, at no cost. 
And it is this predictive analytics. It's a very powerful, it goes out, it's measuring thousands of thousands of different nodes and getting all this information about what's happening out in the world and being able to predict how different things are gonna impact your server in, in real time. And this is HP, again, it's one of those unique differentiators. Nobody else has this type of analytics. InfoSight is, is just really amazing. It gives IT all of this information of what potentially is gonna happen if a lot of users are hitting the same virtual machines or trying to access the same server, you know, might reach capacity you know, prematurely. You know, these kinds of planning are some of the things that are really important for IT that oftentimes it's very hard to really plan, especially if you're a small, medium-sized business where you got multiple hats. So HP, our servers can do a lot of that for them. And that's one of the greatest thing about these servers today is that there's so much orchestration and automation to them that the security is all built in, the, the intelligence is there so that they can really heal themselves. If there is a situation where there's all kinds of data that's hitting the server or there's a potential issue that might impact it, InfoSight will be able to detect it, remediate it, and fix it all in real time. And then just send an alert that said, hey, this is what was about to happen. We fixed it. Don't worry about it. You know, Go back to doing whatever it is that you want to do. And those are the kinds of things that really mean a lot to IT. You know, One of the kind of getting back to VDI as well, You know, one of the solutions that we have that's really amazing, built right here in Westboro, Massachusetts, is uh, called SimpliVity. And if you're a Citrix or a VMware environment, you know, especially today, one of the things is you want to deploy out a lot of desktops rapidly. And SimpliVity is very unique in that it's able to do that. It reduces about 90% of all the data associated with VDI through what they call deduplication and compression, that no one else can do that in real time, in runtime. And what that does for IT is it allows you then, if you wanted to spin up 500 new desktops, like right now, uh, schools and a whole lot of different organizations, people are moving around as they come back into the office. You know, the new norm is once this thing opens up, everyone's not just going to run right back to the office. You know, some people will come in and as you mentioned- I know I'm not. (laughs) Right. Like Twitter, some are going to stay out and then they're still going to be hiring people. And now you got to spin up all this stuff. That takes a lot of time. If you're running that on a SimpliVity system, it's amazing. You can deploy virtual desktops all instantly, taking away days, hours, you know, months of work, potentially, depending on the size. You know, we also have a solution that's called Synergy, which is a very powerful, like we basically invented this whole area around composability, where you can just compose, put together whatever data center requirements you have. It's got all this intelligence to build whatever it is that you need. If it's a VMware environment, especially, a lot of VMware customers are moving what they call to their cloud foundation, which could basically be running VMware, part of your VMware environment in Google, part of it maybe in Amazon, maybe in Azure, but a lot of it you wanna be running on-premise as well. And to move whatever VMs or workloads into the cloud, you first gotta kinda determine that. You just wanna throw everything up in the cloud. right? Because one of the biggest concerns when you throw everything in the cloud is that you can't get it back down. There is no remediation. Once it's up in Amazon or Google, your data's there, it's basically there forever. Uh, they don't have any tools to let you bring it back down, so it I becomes didn't even expensive. Yeah, that. so it becomes very oh. expensive. A lot of you know, a lot of companies say the easy thing is the only reason why a lot of people use the cloud is that it's just easy. You just throw it up there. But once it's up there, you got to pay for it, and your data is there, and uh, there's no way to bring it back on premise. Synergy is a very unique tool in that you can build things as you need them, compose them if you like these 
Fluid pools of resources, whether it be your data center, your infrastructure, your networking, put it all very easily, compose it very seamlessly and manage it very seamlessly. And then make your, again, make it such your end users, they don't really know. Everything's done very rapidly, very cost-effectively, very securely. Again, you've got all that security and all the intelligence to allow IT to be able to do this, you know, very easily, very rapidly at the most cost effective, then they can leverage the cloud and a real hybrid model. I mean, we believe in that there's going to be a hybrid world, but a lot of that can be done. But of course, this is where our relationship with connection is so important because you really need to have experts like the folks at connection. And I've worked with connection now for many years and you have some amazing people that are really helping our customers understand how to really put it into practice in their environments. Right, right. And, you know, we talked about this a lot on a very high level, and I'd love to potentially have you back and really dig into that converting to the cloud. Because, that you know, when we talk about having either an on-premise solution yeah. or a cloud solution or a hybrid, and the question we kind of always get is, how do I even sort of make the plan? How do I come up with a, a management structure to know what I'm putting in the cloud, what's going to be on-prem? And that, that was a nugget for me. And I'm sure a lot of our listeners who do this day in and day out and have, you know, servers and manage them, understand that they can't, you know, bring all that data back in. But right now, and I kind of have a question for you when you're looking at this hybrid environment and sort of a very, we're in a very quick reaction environment right now with, you know, the Synergy solution and the analytics and the intelligence that HPE is able to provide. Do you see this essentially cutting down the amount of time that a company might be looking at to make this move to build this hybrid environment than maybe, you know, six months or a year ago where it might have been more manual? You know, yep. is there a time savings that's coming along with this, along with cost savings? Yeah. You know, it's funny. I was there. There's a really funny cartoon I used to think of where there's this king who's fighting a big battle back in the old days with big spears and everything like that. And there's a sales guy coming, trying to hit him on the shoulder saying, hey, I've got I've got something here for you. And he says, oh, no, I don't have any time. I don't have any time to check it. And the guy's sitting there with a machine gun, you know, <laughs> and he's like, I don't have the time to look at that. And, and that's sort of where we are right now, like these newer systems today, you know, even servers or data center systems that are three years old or four years old. A lot of those are pretty archaic because they were built for a time that was really before the true hybrid cloud where applications are now really purpose built for the cloud or, or database solutions. If you're, if you're an SAP customer, you have to move everything to their in-memory HANA database now. I mean, there's just no way around it. And you have to have the backend systems that can really be able to do that very rapidly as, as data is now just, you know, as we all know, growing so exponentially to determine which data goes up in the cloud and what you leave on premise is, is a big decision. You know, stuff that goes in the cloud for what I think is really is stuff that's not essential, that maybe you need to have data sitting around for maybe 10 years or seven years or 20 years, whatever, for regulatory purposes. You know, maybe that, that might be good for up in the cloud for the really the, the most important critical data the stuff that's running your business. It's nice to have on-prem because, you know, when it comes to a cost perspective, we also have the ability to flexibly, you know, have a flexible leasing model, just like you have in the cloud. I mean, with HP, we call it GreenLake or consumption-based pricing. And that only makes it easy to pay as you go because one of the things that, you know, a lot of people think about the cloud is, all right, well, I can just pay what I need and only have that in the cloud, but you can also do that on-premise for sure. And, you know, the time that it takes to build these systems, you no longer have to build these big monolithic data centers 
and wait for the data to fill it. You can really build it. And it's not just managing it in a timely manner, but but being able to understand, all right, if I, I plan, you know, over the next you know, year, three years, most people look at IT of a, a three-year outlook. It's it's hard to do a five-year outlook right now because who knows where it's going to be in five years. Right. <laughs> but as you're planning for the next two or three years, there's no doubt you're going to start moving some things to the cloud, some things will be on-prem. And being able to do that effectively and having systems like, like Synergy, for instance, that does it very seamlessly, takes out a significant amount of time. You know, where it used to be you had to manage, you know, your storage array, you know, networking, and you have to manage your servers and all the software. You know, then we went to convergence where you were able to converge all these solutions. Then we went to hyperconvergence, which is, you know, why we bought SimpliVity, which is just an unbelievable solution. It comes in a very small, you know, one server, you just kind of build as you need it, but it's all automated, fully orchestrated, plugs right into your management solution, very easy. So it takes out a huge amount of time for backing up. It's got built-in backup and recovery, all these different components that take up so much of our IT uh, admin's time of basically break fixing and, and making sure that things are working. Now you can get all these things are now they're so much better. They work automatically. They're fully orchestrated. They're running on a single API, which covers everything. You know, Synergy, the amazing thing about Synergy, it also interacts with maybe you don't want to use VMs. Maybe you're trying to look at containers now or Kubernetes or some of these other kind of modern ways of building and deploying your applications. It comes openly you know, integrated with all of these Red Hat, you know, all these different databases. So you can run everything on these different systems and they run seamlessly. And so, yeah, it takes out a huge amount of time. And also now because you have this flexible type of um, pay-as-you-go model, if, if budgeting is a concern, you know, you don't have to worry about, okay, I need a big upfront, you know, payment, this big upfront CapEx solution. You can start really planning everything so much more easier now. And then if you want to put some stuff up in the public cloud, you can't. And now these systems like Synergy comes fully integrated. You can burst and throw stuff up there, whatever makes sense. But now it makes it's a lot easier for IT to be able to manage all that. And of course, to make sure it's highly secure. You know, one of the right. things about the public cloud is that when you have things in your own system, they're running in your data center on systems that you know are fully secure, you know, then obviously you've got a much better control over security as well. Yeah, absolutely. I really love, Jim, your your whole energy around the data center and the server and the options that are available out there. And I, you know, I'll speak as someone at Connection. We have an awesome relationship with HPE. Absolutely. We have a great HPE team, both from the product side all the way to the sales support side. And I think now is a really exciting time for change, for looking at new models of how we do business, how we support a potential hybrid work from home and in office workforce uh, moving into the future. And I think you're very spot on in the fact that planning five years ahead at this point is a little tough. And I think you've got some great solutions around the security models you have in place, the intelligence built into the solution and analytics that are available, as well as this management composition and flexible payment model, which I think is going to be so relevant moving into the next couple of years here as we see sort of the fallout from, you know, COVID-19 and the pandemic in general. It's an exciting time for IT. Uh, stressful as it might be, I think there's really some room for 
digital transformation that maybe has been on the back burner that will now see the light of day. So if you are out there and you are really looking to analyze what you have going on with your servers and in your data center, and you are wondering how you bring all of this together, we can't echo enough to get in touch with your connection account manager. Check out our website at www.connection.com, an excellent partner in HPE. Jim, I thank you so much for joining the podcast today. Thank you. And like I said, you are truly a an expert of the data center uh, and would love that, to have you back. Thank you. I uh, know you are. I love it. <laughs> I love it. I mean, this is Rob missed your intro, but you are over and above exceed the resume for a subject matter expert. Well, it's very kind of you. No, uh, <laughs> no, it's a passion and a purpose. You know, I mean, I'll t- finish this last statement. And again, one thing I love about Hewlett Packard is that our mission is to make the world a better place for people to live and work. And and we believe mm-hmm. it. I mean, it's it's great to you know, be able to, to provide for my family. But the wonderful thing is that what we're doing today for you know, making the world a better place. I believe that the world is better than it's ever been before, all because of technology. I mean, right now, we're it's tough to say that there was this tough time with COVID, but HP, we're actually on the forefront. We've got a, uh, check it out, we've got a supercomputer called Corey, which is working with the World mm-hmm. Health Organization, the White House, to come up with the vaccines, you know, running thousands and thousands of different algorithms. You know, our awesome. massive supercomputing that we have is, I mean, it's really, really amazing. We got the only supercomputer up in space. I mean, it's it's amazing to work for a company like Hewlett Packard and and to represent it and to carry its legacy and to work with the folks at Connection. I, I love the people from Connection, top down. You guys are amazing. So this is a, a real pleasure. Come back anytime. Thank you for having me. Thank you. It's been a lot of fun. On whatever platform you are listening to us on today, please remember to like, share, and follow us. You can also leave us a comment if you have questions or want to chat about what you heard on today's episode. You can also email us at podcast@connection.com. We'd love to hear from you. Have a great day, Jim. Thanks so much for joining. And we will see you back here next week on the Connection Tech Experience. <laughs>